0: What's up, hockey fans, and welcome to the third episode of the Good Goal Podcast. I am Christian Brady, joined here by Matt Tiard. As always, Matt, say hi to the boys.
1: What is up, uh, ladies too? If you're listening, what's yeah, up?
0: You're welcome too. We're we're non discriminatory here. We got a lot to get into today, but first we got to talk about what happened last night, Matt. The Bruins played the Capitals. Oh, we're just
1: jumping right into we're it. We're jumping
0: we? right into it. <laughs>
1: That's it. That's all I got.
0: That's it? All
1: right, now, let's um Oshi, goal of the year.
0: Not goal of the year. It was very good, not goal of the year.
1: Um, definitely goal of the year. Um
0: not, not goal of the year. He
1: made uh what's his name? Of course I'm blanking on his name now that we're live on it. I'm air. not gonna tell you. I'm gonna find it. Um It's and Brandon Carlo, don't No, not Carlo, the other guy. What do you mean the other guy? What play are you talking about? The on his goal of the year. Anyway, the goalie? No, I know Jurislav Halak. Anyway, all right. All right. Um, embarrasses the defender. Uh, gets hooked by McAvoy, mm. and then goes bar down on Jurislav Halak. Uh, insane goal! If you haven't seen it, do yourself right. a it's favor. bothering
0: me. So I'm just going to list out some mm. names, and you got to tell me who it's him. Grislyk. Nope. Krug? Nope. Chara? No.
1: Nope.
0: Clifton? Yes. Jamie Clifton. Yeah. Connor
1: Clifton. Um, my brother went to high school with a guy named Ryan Clifton, so that was like sticking in my head. But
0: yeah, Connor Clifton, Clifton. Uh,
1: anyway, uh, yeah, and then Carlson, he's winning the Norris. Uh, proved that again last night.
0: Yeah, definitely. He, I don't get to watch him a lot, but watching him last night, like within four minutes, he stood a guy up at the blue line. Just perfect hit. Not huge, a play that nobody remembers because he didn't knock anybody down, but he completely disrupted the play. The puck went the other way. Neutral zone, he zips tape-to-tape passes like nobody in the league. He hits guys on the weak side, like, so good, so well. Um, and then, of course, the game-winning goal, just an absolute rocket. The guy does it all.
1: Yeah, and that's what John Walton said last night um, on the radio broadcast for the Caps. He was saying that the Norse usually goes to a guy with, like, gaudy – offensive numbers right but Carlson can do it all mm-hmm. um and
0: and that's what a Norris should be
1: yeah and for eight million a year right now it looks like we're getting him on a discount the way he's playing mm-hmm. so
0: and you're right like typically in the past few years like the Brent Burns type has won the Norris where he's just ripping clap bombs on the power play scoring goals but, but a, like liability is, on the the, PK. Exactly. is that what a real defenseman does like the Nor- In my opinion, the Norris should play all three phases of the game, yep. which Brent Burns does not. He should be able to score goals, block, this, sh- block what, shots. Where did this become trash, I don't, Brent I don't Burns like show. I don't like Brent Burns. <laughs> it's the same reason I don't like P.K. Subban, even though P.K. Subban is more responsible defensively, even though he's not responsible defensively. I just don't like the league rewarding guys who just, like, sell out for points.
1: They're just, like, pretty much an offensive player. Yeah. name defense.
0: Yeah, exactly. Who is supposed to t- take care of guys in front of the net and doesn't. like?
1: Yeah, so... Um, but, yeah, point, the,
0: point is, John Carlson, Carlson is a Norris candidate. But, like, Does he, is he have what it locked up,
1: is what... I mean, it's early, but... I'm going to
0: continue to say that Kel McCarr could take it. Kel McCarr did just get hurt. He's out a couple games. So no, that's that's no, it. No, yeah, he can't. I don't think he can catch him, especially because it's going to take a lot for them to give him Macar, the Calder, and the Norris.
1: I mean, Carlson's on pace to score over hundred points as a defenseman, yeah. <laughs> and but like you said, defense. yeah, and like you said, being the best defenseman on the team. Um, all right, do you do you want to talk about Posse? You want to go?
0: Uh, yeah, we talked about Posse's twenty-five and twenty-five, and as we tended, I mean 24, Fifty and fifty, got it. I got yeah. it there. We talked about passes fifty and fifty, and as we always do, we jinxed him, and he then didn't score for four games. So that's pretty much over. He's now at twenty-six and thirty-two after a goal last night. Still an incredible pace, but I think he'll be a fifty-goal scorer, just not in fifty games.
1: Um, yeah, I think he's opened it up, opened the door for Ovi uh, to win the. But Ovi
0: hasn't scored much. In this mini-drought that Pasanagas had, which yeah. is wild to say that three games without a goal is a drought, but it is when you score 25 goals in your first 26 games.
1: Yeah. Um, I, th- I still think he's on pace to win the, the Rock of a Shard, though.
0: I think he so. is, too, but, yeah, as you said, Ovi could, I mean, Ovi.
1: He's the greatest goal scorer of all time.
0: Hadrick, and he's right up there with him. So
1: Can we talk about that, like, at some point? What? Like, greatest goal scorer of all time. Let's do it right now. Well, we gotta get through this. Okay, um,
0: fine. Yeah, we got some serious stuff to talk about. Uh, I'm actually gonna start with Peter DeBoer. No,
1: whoa. No, he's the a... We're going off sides, review. Okay. To uh, a shock.
0: I thought we were gonna do that. Just like no, As let's soon as it. I get angry, I would get into it. But I'm I'm ready to get angry now. So um, let's
1: do it. All right. To as a shock to absolutely nobody, the Bruins had a goal called back <laughs> last night. <laughs> I, I actually got out of my last uh, final exam, and I checked the score, and it's Bruins 2-1. and I'm like, we'll, we'll get it back. I mean, we always beat the Bruins. And then uh, my all-caps group chat, shout out to my brother, uh, Zach, my friend Dane, uh, other friend Jim. That's our caps group chat. They're going crazy about Oshie putting the team on his back. So I checked the score, and it's 2-1 us. So I call you, and you said that they had a goal call back.
0: Well, yeah, the goal was called back. We would have gone up 2-0. I say we as the Bruins as if I play for them, even though I don't. The Bruins had a goal called back. It was 2-0 pretty quickly in the game. They called it back for offsides. By rule, of course, it was offsides. Um, It really just we're about to get into. Matt, I want to hear what you say. What do you think about the rule of reviewing offsides penalties? I mean, offsides violations, whatever. Um.
1: I'm on the fence about it because I like the fact uh, like that when you put it as like imagine Trevor Lawrence going down the field, um, check yeah, out.
0: our listeners haven't heard that, so I'll go over yeah, it.
1: Yeah, just go again. Explain the uh, offsides, why you think the offside rules is BS. All right, so
0: I use Trevor Lawrence, but insert your favorite quarterback here. He's two-minute drill. He's driving down the field. He starts on his own 25-yard line first snap of the drive he it looks like he barely gets the snap off before the play clock runs down he drives down the field eight plays touchdown to t higgins the team wins the game bam or whoever they're playing we'll say ohio state throws the challenge flag they go back eight plays realize that he did not get the snap off before the play clock and they call everybody back they erase all the time and they make them redo the drive all because of that half a second
1: So, my counter-argument to that is, like, this was um, a goal called back a couple weeks ago on the Bruins, that they enter the zone offsides by, like, 8 millimeters, Mm -hmm. and they're on the power play, and they hold possession for a minute and 25 seconds, and then they score, Mm -hmm. right? Um, My argument to that is, yeah, he was offsides maybe by 8 millimeters, but... He, they held possession for a minute and 25 because they were on the power play. So, your argument is that it wasn't a direct causation of the goal. The offsides wasn't. Mm-hmm. But you could argue that it was because they were on the power play. They're, you're going to hold possession. Right. For and that you're anyway. saying that. Because if the penalty killers clear the zone, there is no offsides. So, they hu- they held the possession because of the power play.
0: Because it wasn't blown dead on the offsides, yes. you're saying? Yes. Yes. Okay, yeah, so that's the only argument that can really get through my thing because, yes, it directly affects all plays in that if the game were stopped, they have to reset and they're not on the rush or whatever it is. My point is, at that point, if the ref can't see it, it's not big enough to make a difference. And, yeah, you can you can go through any play and say, well, yeah, if four and a half minutes ago when you entered the zone, you were offsides, if they blew it dead, then this wouldn't happen. And, sure, that's correct, but... I mean, that goes for anything. If they miss an icing call, they don't review that, and that can just happen. That's just as arbitrary. It's, it's Hockey is the only sport, and maybe soccer, I don't know how the review works in soccer, but it's the only sport where they can call th- something back when they don't know how it would, affect it would have affected the play. And that doesn't make any sense to me, because in football, you can challenge pass interference, which is the difference between zero and a down, and 80 yards and a... <laughs> or whatever it is 40 um, yards my point is every review either has to do with a goal or with something that could directly lead to a goal and in football it's a first down and that is a huge play offsides is so indirectly involved in the play that I think if the refs hoot, this is a point I wanted to make there are two linesmen on the ice and there are two blue lines the refs are 99.8% of the time in the perfect position to make the call if they miss it while in perfect position, well, then they just made a mistake, and it's obviously not obvious enough to make a difference in the play. So how can you go back and review it when you don't know what it had to do with the play? You don't know if if they had called it, what would happen after? It's so indirectly involved in what's going to happen later in the game. I mean, the one you mentioned, Coil went offsides. That one he could have even had possession. But yeah, his skate went through the through the zone 2 millimeters before the the puck did. And we scored later in the ru- in the rush and if anybody's going to sit here and tell me, well, yeah, just based on without the argument that they could have blown it dead. Just based on how quickly he entered the zone, that makes a difference in the play that 1 millimeter? It doesn't. You can't make that argument. So
1: so I'm I'm thinking in my head like because in football you get a break after every play, right? So like say somebody's offsides or something and they miss it. I'm offsides isn't reviewable, but um, Oh, yeah, we get the before the next snap starts, someone can throw the yeah. challenge flag or whatever. Whereas hockey is, it's just you're gonna stop. Like say Ovechkin's... you don't have a chance. Say to do Ovechkin's wide open back door and they just stop the play. Like as the puck's coming to him, you know, and that's that's kind of the that's kind of like the double-edged sword of hockey is you're not just gonna stop play while they're setting up a power play.
0: Yeah, you're right. So you don't have a shot to challenge it right away. Which I get that point. That means like you would have to go later.
1: But should you just get rid of league challenges and leave it up to the coaches because if the coach gets it wrong, it's a penalty.
0: I kind of like that. Well, no, every time the coach coach challenges it, it, it gets overturned because they have video, they can see the evidence. So I don't think that's the difference. I think, and look, this is so weird because I've always been the biggest proponent of if you can review it, do it. Like pass interference, whatever, anything in football, you have the tools to go back and look at the play, you should do it. The only thing with hockey is... It's the offside just throws me for a loop because, like I said, it has nothing to do with the play. In, in the grand scheme of things, it literally makes zero difference. So the fact that they would go through all this effort to overturn a call, overturn all the work someone did, sometimes up to two minutes, erased off the clock, it's a complete momentum changer. And it, Yeah, I, I get that if the Bruins had more goals called back for the other team than they did for them, I probably wouldn't be as angry. I was about to say but that I you're honestly, just so angry because the I,
1: Bruins lead the league and call but back the I don't goals. even think
0: that, yeah, we're at six now. But I don't even
1: think that... All six, you guys had the lead taken away. Yeah, literally, or, or a tie. Yeah.
0: Yeah, literally. But, yeah, that's just how I feel. Like, I don't know if they're going to change it. I really don't think that they're going to. They The only change that I think they're going to make is they're going to make more plays reviewable. The next part is the next uh step is high stick. I know they added the well if a player you can't review if the the stick actually hit the player in the face, but you can review if it was his own stick that hit him in the face. I think they're just going to go to review all high sticks because that's the most commonly called penalty in hockey. Like guys can easily sell a high stick and get a call on it. So I think that's going to be the next move. I don't think they're going to go backwards and make it so that the offsides it, it's a it's a minority of us that don't like it, so I'm just going to have to live with it, but I really don't like it.
1: All right. I, again, going back to uh, what I think about it, I, I'm i kind of indifferent, honestly. I, yeah. Because I can, like, I've been playing devil's advocate with you about how long they're in the zone, stuff like that. Um, but I can see your point. So I I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I don't really care. It doesn't happen to the Cavs often. So, mm. like... If we led the league in callback goals, I might be a little bit more angry. But yeah, we digress. Let's head to uh, some. But coach, bef- before some... we move on, okay. the
0: Bruins are one twelve and four against the the uh, Capitals in the last seventeen games.
1: That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I love giving him crap for the fact that you guys have him.
0: That streak started in what twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. So y'all have the best record in the league since then. But it's definitely not enough for it to be like that. Like, not that it's a fluke, but. Well, every team has Cavs one just, Kryptonite. Exactly. The Caps just have the Bruins number. I the don't Caps know what is, it is the
1: Dallas Stars, which is the weirdest thing ever. But.
0: Yeah, because the Stars weren't really good until last year.
1: <laughs> they won a cup.
0: But yeah, he's right. Every team has this team that they just can't get past. Like, Edzo was saying, Eddie Olchek last night was saying, every team just like. You know he was saying it before the game, which honestly made me angry. But he was right. Sometimes you just go into a game and you know who you're playing, and you're like, "Tonight is not going to go well because they match up so well against us in the past. Like, we're just gonna lose this game, and there's nothing we can do about it. We can outshoot them, whatever it was last night, 34 to 22, and still lose the game. I mean, it happens. I Te- think that some teams just win.
1: I think that's another point of why you guys started Halak and Rask tonight against Tampa. Well it
0: happened again last time where the Capitals were the back end of a back to back and we played Tuca in the first night just because Tuca has such horrible numbers against the Caps and Bruce Cassidy does not want to play head games with Tuca. Tuca would have played against the Caps if it made sense to not play him. I mean if it didn't make sense to not play him but the both times they played the Caps it made sense to start Halak so that's what he did. He's going to play Tuca one of the nights and Halak the other so whatever you just put Lock uh, in and get, save Tuca the, the trauma of playing the Caps for another A time. game
1: against Tampa is obviously a lot more important division-wise. Uh, yeah, division wise, in so. division
0: right now maybe not because they're still f- pretty far behind, but you're crazy to think that the uh, the Lightning, who have the best goal differential of any team anywhere close to them in the standings, are not going to start making a run soon.
1: Yeah. Um, I also saw a stat that the Capitals are like 17-0-3 against Atlantic teams in the past two years or something like that.
0: Wow. Yeah, so they just own the Atlantic.
1: All right. Enough about the Bruins and Caps. Yeah, there you go. Let's move on. Shout out to my dad. He requested it on uh, the Good Goal podcast, yeah, Twitter.
0: I hope you got what you want, Mr. T. <laughs> you want to hear me cry? I'll cry.
1: I am a hockey player. <laughs> All right. Um Jim Montgomery.
0: Actually, let's start with Peter DeBoer. Oh, my God. Just because it's nice and simple. You have Jim Montgomery on, I top, know, of the, just on top of the I know, Just because we're going to really get into that. So, Peter DeBoer, Gonzo. former coach of the San Jose Sharks. He's out. Kind of confusing because they were playing better now than they were at the beginning of the year, but nonetheless, they're still underachieving. He'll be replaced by Bob Bugner. I looked it up. That's how you say it. Uh, they said it's strictly on ice play. Uh, so no misconduct or anything at play there, which, you, unfortunately, you have to bring up now with all the coaches that are either being fired for play and then being accused of misconduct or straight up being fired to misco- for misconduct. Matt, you got anything about the Sharks you want to move on?
1: Um, this is said still kind of surprising. I have them making the playoffs. Uh, for them to go to the Western Conference Finals, two out of three years, uh, they went to the Stanley Cup Final in 16— um, They're consistently a good team. They're going to turn it on. I don't – and he's only been there three – four years. His first year was when they went to the Stanley Cup final. So I don't know. So they've,
0: don't. Lost, they've lost three in a row. Their goal differential is minus 25, yet somehow they're sticking around. That's what I'm saying. They're, they're treading only, water. They're only five points out of the playoffs right now.
1: I mean, to, to fire a coach that's taking you consistently to the playoffs – they should they should not have beaten Vegas last year in the first round mm. and they somehow squeaked it yeah. out. Game six, they scored a short handed goal in overtime to force a game seven. They were down three nothing in game seven, got a five minute power play, scored four times. Like
0: Yeah. They Which let's just to bring it back to the refs, that should have also been reviewable. So to bring it all back to that um, I agree they that they should a, review everything. They scored so again, but not offside. They scored
1: an overtime game winner um, against San Jose. That was a hand, clearly a hand pass by Eric Carlson <laughs> yeah, that they didn't got get called. So many breaks. <laughs> um, but again, consistently making it to the Western Conference Finals. I don't understand why. Yeah, they're having somewhat of a down year, but again, they're still treading water. So I don't, I don't really agree with so this. So they've firing.
0: lost three in a row. The the straw that broke, broke the camel's back for. The Leafs, if you all remember, was a four-game losing streak for them. They were struggling basically at the same rate as the Sharks are. Obviously, the Leafs have less time than the Sharks, but the Sharks are old. Like, there's no getting around. They're an old team. So, maybe they're running out of time. Yeah, this puzzles me a little bit. They're really not playing that badly. They were playing way worse at the beginning of the year, and they yeah, and turned they kept, it Yeah, and they held on to them. And now they fell off a little bit, so... Maybe a little bit of panic out of the front office, or maybe it's just the captains came to the GM and said, look, Peter DeBoer has no more respect in this locker room. And if that's the case and it's Joe Thornton saying that, then you have no choice but to trust him and fire the coach. So we don't we don't know what's going on over there. But
1: Speaking of Joe Thornton, um, how did he not get suspended for just throwing a right hook I know. to uh, Peter Mrazek?
0: I am surprised he didn't have a hearing. I think the whole thing, the most in- important thing to recognize is that morazic It was morazic right? hmm He threw a stick at him. Pretty- oh, my gosh. I'm I'm not saying that that's... Like, he should have done that. He Go it.
1: go watch the video of Joe Thornton just absolutely decking so, morazic And then re- Christian's like, oh, he didn't even hit him that hard. And then it showed from a different angle. He's like, oh, yeah, okay.
0: I don't even know why morazic was angry at Joe Thornton, but he was. And... He swung a stick at him, didn't hit him. There are people on Twitter being like, it was such a dangerous play. He swung a stick. He could have broke his leg. It's like, look, goalie swing sticks all the time. It's fine. But then Joe Thornton turns around and <laughs> throws a jab right in Mrazic's yes. face.
1: It looked like Wilder's jab now, in round seven.
0: <laughs> Mrazic flopped like that kid in the vine, you know, the 858. <laughs> oh, RIP Vine. So, <laughs> so the kid just falls straight on the uh, straight on his back at the end of the uh, Empire Furniture Commercial or whatever it is. But that's basically how Morazik fell. He just straight up lost his footing. Maybe he was selling it, maybe not, but yeah, I think the main thing to think about here is Joe Thornton's respect around the league and that would have to be why he didn't even get a hearing. When Milan Lucic got suspended two games for way less than this, plus it's a goaltender, which are typically re- re, uh, protected better than the rest of the league. So, pretty pretty wild stuff. It's honestly knowing that Morazic didn't get hurt. It's a hilarious video. So go also
1: watch um, it. check out the picture of the Canes practice the yeah. next day. <laughs> they marked, they painted the ice. Of like a body and put number 34 <laughs> like like a crime scene at practice. Just absolute what yeah. a bunch of jerks. What
0: a great troll job by that. Oh
1: man. Yeah. Also um screw the Canes on like hashtag happiness or hashtag giveness day or whatever they mm-hmm. like tweeted ev- at every NHL team except the Caps <laughs> which is like wh- it's not even a rivalry like
0: Dude, every team picks a team to do something like that. Like,
1: yeah, they beat us in seven. Okay. It's it's not a rivalry though. Like
0: <laughs> The Bruins Twitter account has been getting pretty daring lately <laughs> with their questioning calls on the ice. I don't know how they're letting a guy do this, but last night it was like Chris Wagner called for interference and there were quotations <laughs> around interference and then they were like scores on the goal and it was like a gif of like a guy rolling his eyes (laughs) like they're like openly rebelling against Gary Bettman (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how they're letting them do it but I love it I think every, every Twitter account it started with the (laughs) <laughs> the Golden Knights, like the first day of their Twitter account. They raise the bar. Yeah. The first day of their friend, like the day of the NHL award, they get Twitter. They're like, what's up, guys? And then they roast all 30 other teams in the National Hockey League before the day's over. Just absolute perfect from the Vegas Golden Knights. And since then, teams are getting better at Twitter.
1: Yeah. Also, um, I thought it was awesome how, like, first day of the expansion draft, Gary Bettman walks on stage and – he just gets absolutely booed by everybody in Vegas. And he goes, wow, you guys are actually an NHL franchise now because you booed me. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, I expect the same from Seattle. I don't
0: love Gary Bettman, but that was a good line from him. And we're going to get into why we don't love Gary Bettman in a little bit. But first, got to talk about Jim Montgomery. But
1: why the Dallas Stars don't like Jim Montgomery.
0: Yeah, so if you'll remember a few weeks ago, Jim Montgomery came out and said, and we've mentioned this before, yep. uh, Jamie Benn and... Tyler Sagan are not playing up to par right now. And they responded, and the team has done well since then. Well, Jim Montgomery was fired a couple days ago, replaced by assistant Rick Bowness. And it's the biggest mystery in hockey. They said he was fired for, quote, unprofessional conduct. But they also said it does not have to do with any type of player abuse, which the NHL laid out in a four-point plan of how they're going to deal with it, which includes mandatory player abuse therapy for coaches not therapy but just like a whatever a seminar that they all have to go to um, there's a new governing body for player abuse that's going to look at every case and and uh, decide uh,
1: right me, rightfully so I want to yeah add, no because of uh, the Bill Peters and Mike Babcock abuse yeah stories I'm trying that have to think out.
0: of all four points those are the two um, the seminar the governing body the uh, all teams are required to immediately report any misconduct that has to do with players, which includes verbal abuse, uh, physical abuse. I can't think of the fourth point. But main point is, is the league came out quickly with a way that they're going to deal with this. Good for them. Um, I mean, it's good to see them take action on something like this. And I think it's going to be handled seriously. But I honestly think that we're pretty much at the end of the road of this. Uh, I don't think much more is going to come out. What I don't want to see is a guy get fired for something he doesn't deserve to get fired for, and I'm hoping that's not what happened with Jim Montgomery because, as I said, this is the biggest mystery in hockey right now. Nobody has any idea what Jim Montgomery did to get fired.
1: People on Twitter are going absolutely crazy, and I want to read some theories because <laughs> this is, the like you These said... These are pretty funny. This is pretty much the Zodiac Killer case. Like, <laughs> yeah. nobody knows why. Um, I mean... League sources have said that uh, Dallas Stars really had no choice and also this is a non-abuse-related incident. Like, then what is going on? Yeah, so um, they
0: still won't release any information. Um, but some of the fan theories of why he got fired are laugh-out-loud funny. So
1: There you go. So, Stephen Hallbauer on Twitter. I'm going to shout these people out. Sources are telling me that Jim Montgomery purchased a Peloton for his wife over the weekend. <laughs> um... Hashtag material act of unprofessionalism. Oh, no. <laughs> um, hashtag a fourteen. I think the right thing to do in this situation is just assume Jim Montgomery is the Zodiac killer mm. uh, until we're told otherwise. He's That's right. A good one. Um, Pat Murray twenty seven. He said he believed Brett Hull's goal in the ninety nine Stanley <laughs> Cup final should have been disallowed. <laughs> um, Mikey D on Twitter. Jim Montgomery. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. So Jim, Neal fired fire him. <laughs> um, rip the tag off the mattress.
0: Yeah, it's basically every meme. Yeah. I saw one that was like Jim Montgomery was found crying outside of a club and that's why he got fired. Uh,
1: yellow mustard on french fries. I mean, the list goes on <laughs> Uh Hop on Twitter and just look up Jim Montgomery for some more theories. But again, biggest mystery in hockey. You don't want to see someone get fired for something they don't deserve.
0: Um, Dow Stars. Are playing well. Yeah, so I have to assume that this is not a case like that. But we don't. But, want to I mean, speculate. how do you? It could be.
1: How do you just say unprofessional conduct and then like that's it? And that's then all, go. That's four
0: days without giving any yeah. information
1: on it. Dude, I don't know. Um, wild stuff. You there. saw he was going back to New Hampshire, right?
0: Uh, he he graduated from the University of Maine, and rumor has it that he's going back. But oh, Maine. Okay. All rumors are. Malarkey right now. I don't know if that's some kind of weird joke that I don't understand. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's real. Maybe he got kicked out. But yeah, or something. maybe. So which that tells me that it can't have couldn't have been that serious. I really, I wonder what this is about. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll give you information as soon as we see it. We'll re- t- we treat it. On- really? Re- we tweet it. We will retweet it on our Twitter account. Yeah,
1: we'll uh, we'll also tweet uh, some thoughts we have at Good as Goal well. Podcast. Yep. Um. All right. Let's get into the the big cheese of what we're talking about. So, today.
0: a couple of days ago, I watched the highlights of the Bruins' 2011 playoff run because we were in the midst of a two-game losing streak, and I was sad. <laughs> so we, um, yeah, I watched that. It was awesome. Um, Vancouver Canucks fans who were pretty boisterous throughout the series, they stuck around to watch it which is something that I always love to see when they, the team wins on the away ice and they still stick around and give polite applause but Vancouver had the most aggressive boo of Gary Bettman that I've ever heard in my life because you know how G- <laughs> so <laughs> they always call out Gary Bettman to give away the smite before he gives away the cup And they were booing in the middle of the announcement before they even said his name. It was like record time. They were like, and now? And they were like, boo! (laughs) They didn't even see the guy yet. He was still in the locker room, like probably like downing some water, preparing himself for the onslaught he was about to get on the ice. And they're already booing the guy, which makes me feel bad for him sometimes. But then I think about what we're about to talk about, and it really makes me angry. So for another year in 2022, as of right now, the National Hockey League is not suspending play for players to go over and play in the Olympics. Just a reminder that that would be a two-week absence for the league's best players. Um, the league already takes a week off for the uh, All-Star break, and then each team also gets a bye week. Matt, I'm going to start on this one. This really makes me angry, and it's because Gary Bedman continues to say that he wants to make enormous efforts to grow the game elsewhere in the world and what better to do that when people are actually going to watch it. When you put a preseason game in Prague since what twenty eleven and you're like, we're gonna play in Prague where the people already like hockey and it's a game that doesn't count. Yeah. But you haven't you have the chance to put a gold medal on the line, grow the game of hockey which is what you say you want to do. In South Korea where hockey is starting to grow, they just added a KHL team People want to see hockey in South Korea, yet he thinks that it's more important to send preseason games to China so you can play one game in China at the beginning of the season. China. China. All right. They want to play preseason in China, but to go elsewhere in Asia is, if it doesn't benefit the league, is ridiculous. I understand that he wants to benefit from it. But, Gary, give us more international hockey. We all want to see players in the in Olympics sure you're not going to make money off of it but are you not going to make money off of it people are going to want to watch hockey after that and what's the best place to watch hockey it's always going to be the National Hockey League I'd, I really 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 don't understand it I think it's a perfect way to market your league yet he thinks that he's going to lose more money in suspending the league for two, two weeks rather than the audience that he would gain by growing the game in the Olympics.
1: Yeah, I mean, what T.J. Oshie did in Sochi, like, brought so many people to hockey just from that one game against Russia. It, of
0: course it did. He, he's he got to remember that hockey can still grow in every single, maybe not Canada, but even Canada, especially in the United States, hockey can grow everywhere. He's not just you're not going to make more money by just going to preseason in China or doing a craft hockeyville in Whatever. Canada. Who cares, dude? All right. Dude, let, me, love, let me take over for listen, a minute. Listen, no. I love, <laughs> I love the Olympics. The Olympics are the best time of year for hockey, and it makes me so angry that they're not going to be a part of it, and we got to watch this absolute gong show of a team for the United States with Captain Brian Gianta, who's 49 years old. I don't want to watch that. All right. Listen.
1: um. Russia got a four-year ban for doping, so they're not even going to be in the Olympics. Twenty. Well, it's like a ban that's not really a ban because they were banned from uh, the 18 Olympics. It was the OAR, the Olympic athletes from Russia. They couldn't wear like Russian colors, so they they're banned for 2020 and 2022. Um, but
0: 2020 is summer.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I mean, Batman's got three years to figure it out. We'll see. Um I think this is I think we're mad because this is like the best time ever for young American hockey. Like we've talked about it before. Our Americans are so good right now. Mm-hmm. Um I think we could have a chance to win the gold medal, like honestly.
0: And there are so many other teams that are also making rises. Like Germany, we talked about, has one of the best players in the world right now, Leon yeah. cycle And a a great What's the goalie? Is it is Thomas Greiss,
1: Thomas Greiss and yes. Philip Grubauer, yes. which Those, are two solid which are goalies. Two
0: of the top fifteen goalies yeah. in the National Hockey League, both from Germany. I mean, you have guys from Sweden. They're incredible. Sweden stack, Finland stack. They, we, Finland the always has our number. The Scandinavian teams have some of the best defensive cores Yeah, in the world.
1: The fact that you have Hedman, Ekman-Larsson on the same line mm-hmm. in Sweden mm-hmm. is ridiculous.
0: Eric Carlson. So it's such a miss to get these guys together. And like, I like the World Cup of Hockey, but obviously it didn't hold the same amount of weight. And again, he's not doing it. I don't think he even has a plan to do it again. I like the World
1: Cup of Hockey, and the North American team, I get some heat for this. That was sick.
0: I didn't like that. The
1: fact that you did under 23 players, North American team, they were insane.
0: But that's the reason why you want to watch your team is to see those guys play. Now, yeah, I get the idea. Like, the jersey put, was sick. You put all the team, the young guys together, like that's cool, but Oh man.
1: <laughs> um yeah. Gary Batman, I know you're listening. So
0: give us give us there a is coffee. a collective bargaining agreement at the end of next season, is that correct? Mm-hmm. So hopefully it's involved in that. Um if they have to, I mean, obviously the players would probably feel different about this, but I don't mind not having an all-star game and going to the...
1: No. I, I like the all-star game. I like it too, How about but we just have another damn NHL lockout for two weeks and go to the Olympics?
0: It's two weeks. So you play the Stanley Cup on June 9th instead of June 1st. Who cares? It's nothing. It's literally nothing. Start the season earlier, end it later. I don't care. Give me Olympic hockey. You want to grow the game. That's what he says he wants, but he really doesn't want that. He wants to grow the NHL, which if he were smart, he would know that it would grow in the Olympics anyways. My point is that he's not losing anything. Every team is going to play 82 games no matter what. The best teams are going to sell out those games. The worst teams are not. You're not making any difference except that your players are getting marketed better, which is something that the league does not know how to do.
1: America does not know how to do that because we struggle with that in the World Cup. Whereas, like, we want to, we want homegrown MLS players. Okay, well, that's why we suck. We didn't even make the Olympics last, or we didn't even make the World Cup last, last year. Yeah. You know why? Because the MLS sucks. Yeah. And our best player is not in the MLS. He went to the Premier League. Because that's what you have to do if you want to be good. Exactly. But,
0: yeah, to reel it back into hockey. I know. I'm just saying
1: international, like, no, America right. as a whole sucks at that.
0: But especially the NHL is so bad at marketing. Like, Do you know anything about Leon Dreisaitl, one of the best players in the league? Nope. Of course you don't. You've never seen him in a video in your life. Because you know Russell Westbrook. Even if you don't like basketball, you know exactly who Russell Westbrook is. You think someone who watches basketball has any idea who Leon Dreisaitl is? Not a chance. And, yeah, basketball is bigger. But the point is they're awful at marketing. So now they have an opportunity to grow the game in South Korea and grab, grab a new audience in, in Asia and they don't want to do it because they don't get to make money directly off of it. its I know that Gary Bettman has a job and it's to make the league money, and yes, he does make the league money. But you got to do better. Give the fans what they want. The players want to play too. Ask any player who says, yes, I would love to represent my country. But boss man Gary says, I can't, so I'm not <laughs> going.
1: <laughs> the name on the front is a hell of a lot more important than the one on the back. Get that through your head, Herb Brooks. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't seen Miracle, please watch it. Uh, yeah, uh,
0: we might just say that. That might be our final line of every podcast. <laughs> if you haven't <laughs> because seen Miracle, of how watch much it. we love the movie Miracle. It's on Disney Plus, it's on Netflix. Go watch it, dude. It's the best movie of all time.
1: Ah, uh, it's not that.
0: What's the best movie of all time?
1: Give me a week. Okay. I'll figure it out. Yeah,
0: that's always a weird question. Miracle's been my go to just because of the nostalgia or whatever. I, I love that movie. But also Goodwill Hunting's a good one.
1: This is a hockey show. No, We we can start a, a movie podcast.
0: No, I don't know anything about movies. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um yeah We
0: start a movie podcast, I'm like Fever Pitch. Fever Pitch is so good.
1: <laughs> no, we gotta have the monotone voice like this <laughs> and we talk. Today's movie is uh, Zodiac. The three-hour story. Yeah,
0: don't get me started on the Oscars and how they purposefully pick bad movies so that they look smart. Because Lady Bird was the worst movie I've ever seen in my life, and that won an Oscar. So, <laughs> we're not we're not talking about movies. Because yeah, the fact that Wolf
1: of Wall Street didn't win an Oscar is ridiculous. <laughs> exactly. That's the great. That is the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> um, all right. So that's all we got right now. But I want to go back, uh, what we talked about last week and just see if anything's changed. Um, Heart Trophy winner. Who's your heart trophy? I still have McDavid. Yeah, me too. Um, Johnny, hashtag Johnny for Norris. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think Kel McCarr can still win the Calder even though he's hurt?
0: I don't think it's very serious. I think they said five to six days, which is probably two games.
1: All right. And then who's your Vezina? So,
0: yes. Um, still tough. I was still going to say Tuca. T- Tuca's been great.
1: Um, I have Cam Talbot one in the Vezina. Okay. <laughs> Um. Yeah, shout out. I'm going to the uh, – are you going to any games over Christmas break?
0: Uh, I think I'm going to go see one with my friends, yeah. Who are they playing? Or you don't
1: know. You well, you they're playing the one. Caps
0: on the 23rd.
1: That's my brother's birthday.
0: That's a Monday. I'm going to the pass game on the, two, the Sunday before that. So maybe I double up, go with the boys.
1: Why would you? You're going to lose. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're going to, but – so I want to uh, I want to share with you guys some some text between me and Christian last night. Um, obviously the Caps. Oh oh, play the we're Bruins. gonna
0: bring up text. Uh, why don't we teach some text etiquette to my friend Matt, who has literally never not said LOL at the end of a text. <laughs> <laughs> um, the LOL has zero function in the sentence. He just says it.
1: Well, this is coming from the guy who literally doesn't know how to use autocorrect. Because I said, if I get out early, you coming over for Bruins Caps game? No, I'm watching Gold. God,
0: golf. The President's Cup is this week. If you like golf, you understand how important that is to me.
1: I saw a video on Twitter, and it was the greatest video of all time. It said, Tiger Woods going up to the team after today's practice or something. And it was the video from the Mighty Ducks. And it was the coach, and he was like, Shut up! We suck!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mighty Ducks, best movie of all time? Maybe.
1: You just said. Um, <laughs> and then we're doing Zaxby's after the podcast, so of course that. And then I sent him a GIF of Tom Wilson, which we need to talk about Tom Wilson, Chara fighting. Um, yeah, we
0: do. Uh, so oh, I saw, yeah. a, th-
1: I saw a, twi- a Bruins Twitter account. Uh, I guess it was a Stan, and he was like, y- You never fight Chara. and I lo- uh, Neither of them landed anything good. No, they didn't. And then Chara, Chara just Chara laid fell, on top. Of- yeah,
0: Chara fell in the middle of the fight, got up, they both threw like three or four that didn't connect and then they both Char pulled Wilson he's, down.
1: He's seven foot three, yeah. four hundred pounds. Yeah, exactly. Um So anyway, I texted him a gift, Tom Wilson. He said, I mean, we're just never gonna beat you again. It's fine, we're better anyway. I said, That's weird how you're better since you haven't beaten us twice since twenty fourteen. Uh, he said, Funny because that second round gives us far less problems than it does y'all. And my comeback might be the greatest comeback of all time. I said, funny how we have the same amount of Stanley Cups since the 1980.
0: Yeah, he's right, but we're still better. And everyone knows it, too. Like, guys, he's not listening. If you're on Twitter, you got to tell me that the Bruins are better so that I have some leverage over Matt. Because okay. right now it doesn't look great for yeah. us. Yeah.
1: Um, look, we're going to face in the Eastern Conference Finals anyway. Um, then you said, how many have you been to? Uh, who cares?
0: I do We've been to three
1: Congrats you lost game seven Thank you I will take that To the worst team in the league Last year Because
0: we were far better than them
1: Sucks to suck That's what I told you
0: it's The refs dude Every time the Brewers Oh lose, here we it's go the
1: It's the refs Every, every Boston Chris team Chris
0: Wagner got held last night Chris
1: Wagner's my, the best player On my ultimate team Yeah
0: <laughs> Chris Wagner got held last night Got called for interference That was the second OSHI goal Which Matt says is goal of the year It's not even close to goal of the year It was a good goal Goals like that happen every night. What was it? Huh?
1: What was it? Good Goal. Good Goal Podcast. We have to end on that because that was a amazing segue, but we're going to keep
0: going. All right, so winter break coming up. Uh, we'll keep you updated on our social accounts at Good Goal Podcast on anything you can find us on, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Google email. Podcast
1: at gmail.com. Uh, interested in ads? Um. We got business donate, cards. Donations
0: out. are open. Yep. So if you, um,
1: donate, yeah, monthly subscribers, uh, we'll shout you out. We'll create an ad for you any way you like. Um, yeah, we got business cards coming out too. So email us and if, if you,
0: you're on Spotify and you're more of a fan of Apple Music. We are now up on Apple Podcast. So. Yeah, which is huge. Yep. Huge. So go over to Apple Podcast, search go gold Podcast. We'll come up. Add that beautiful cover art of Wes McCauley calling the, a goal the in, the, in the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah.
1: Do they... I feel like they have to retire number four.
0: Yeah, they can't let like someone else wear that.
1: They have to retire that mm-hmm. jersey. Um, they have to put it in Toronto, the Hockey
0: Hall of Fame. Yeah, they have to. Wes McCauley is iconic. Yeah. I mean, that's the reason we picked this name is his flair for the dramatic.
1: Um, I'm going to the Caps-Blue Jackets game on the 27th. Uh-huh. Uh, You're
0: going to another one, right?
1: No, that's the one I'm going okay. to. Okay. Uh, Clemson plays Ohio State the next night. Hashtag all in, uh, since we're Clemson students. hmm But I guess that's all we got for you. We've rambled on for like five minutes, so let the listeners go.
0: Yeah, we'll let y'all go.
1: Um, Beer Money Sports Podcast. Got an episode coming out right after this, so...
0: With yours truly.
1: Yep. And uh, we're going to talk some college football. So thanks for listening. We'll see y'all later.